Leviticus chapter 14. So that includes the whole chapter. We're not going to read the whole chapter tonight because we don't have enough time to read the whole chapter. So what I've done is I've summarized or condensed it down for you. So in Leviticus chapter 14, we see a very powerful revelation about the anointing. God commanded Moses to tell the priests that if there was a leper, which represents sin and the sinner in the camp, that leper was to be taken out of the camp with hyssop, which represents faith, Psalm 51 verse 7, wood, which represents the cross, scarlet, which represents the blood of Christ, and two living clean birds. Two living clean birds, meaning a clean animal, not an unclean animal, a clean animal. In other words, an animal God prescribed. Then they killed one bird and poured its blood into an earthen vessel over running water. They then took the living bird, dipped it into the blood of the dead bird with the hyssop, the wood and the scarlet, then sprayed the leper seven times. Seven times with the blood. Why seven times? Two reasons, because the number seven is the biblical number which represents spiritual perfection and victory in Christ. It also represents the number of times Jesus' blood was shed during his passion. I mean, Jesus' blood was shed throughout his passion, but there were seven specific occasions where certain things were done to Jesus which caused his blood to flow or to be shed. Seven times. Then the living bird was released. And as it flew away, the bloodied feathers sprayed the blood of the the dead bird everywhere. So what does that remind you of? It reminds you of the passion and crucifixion of Jesus. The shedding of Jesus' blood. The dead or bloodied bird represents the crucified Christ. The living bird represents the resurrected Christ and believers who've been saved and cleansed by his blood and set free. Now, once this was done, the leper was cleansed. It was pronounced cleansed. He was then brought back to the camp and the blood applied to the tip of his ear, the thumb of his right hand and the big toe of his right foot. Then on top of the blood, the anointing oil was applied to the ear, thumb and big toe. They then took the rest of the oil and doused him with it. They dumped it all over him. So they just drenched him in it. And from that moment on, that man was pronounced anointed. And you would be after you had a bucket of oil, you know, doused on you. Amen. You'd truly be anointed after that. There'd be no question about it. He was then anointed. So notice first the blood had to be applied, then the oil on top of the blood. This is very powerful. The oil could not be applied before the blood was first applied. The blood had to be applied first. The oil was never applied first, and it couldn't be applied until the blood was applied. So what does the blood represent? It represents the blood of Jesus. What does the oil represent? It represents the anointing. So notice those two things were always there, the blood and the oil. The blood and the oil, the blood and the oil, and the blood was always applied first. It was never the oil first, it was always the blood. Why? 
Because first a person must be born again and cleansed with the blood of Jesus. Then and only then can they receive the Holy Spirit and anointing. Can I get an amen? amen. If you got that, give me an amen. amen. It's very simple. That's a very powerful Old Covenant prophetic revelation. First, you need the blood of Jesus in order to receive the anointing. You can't have the anointing without the blood of Jesus. In other words, a person must be born again and cleansed with the blood of Jesus before they can receive the Holy Spirit and walk in the anointing. 